And I want to just think about, you know, the sacrifice that, you know, not just veterans make and have made and are making still. But I want to look at just what it means to us as individuals as we look at what is sacrifice. Um, I looked up definitions, and you, you can handpick your definition. There's several of them. Um, I handpicked mine. So my definition that I found was sacrifice is giving up something that is valuable to you. Giving up something that's valuable to you. You know, when we, when we think about sacrifice, it it's, um, can mean a lot of different things. There's a, there's a scripture in 2 Samuel, the 24th chapter. King David has uh, come to give a sacrifice. And, and I want to just read from the 21st to the 25th verse. Then Aaronah said, Why has my king and the Lord came to his servant? He says, Why have you come to see me? And David says, I want to buy the threshing floor from you and I want to build an altar to the Lord that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. And then Aaronu said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen and for burnt sacrifices and threshing implements, the yokes of the oxen for wood. And all these things, O king, Aaron has given to the king. And Aaron said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king, David, said to Aaron, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to my Lord, my God, with that which costs me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers of the land and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. You know, David says, you know, if I'm going to give a sacrifice, he says, I can't do it unless it's going to cost me something. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. And, you know, if you think about sacrifice, that puts it in a whole different perspective. That giving of something that costs me. Giving up of something that's valuable to me. Giving up something that I hold dear that's important to me. To be willing to sacrifice, to be willing to give that up for somebody or for something. And so sacrifice will always cost us something when it's a really a sacrifice. You know, it's not giving out of our abundance. It's not giving out, well, it doesn't hurt me too bad. You know, that's not a sacrifice. You know, sacrifice is when it hurts. It costs us something. And when we think about costing us something, it's, it's not just, well, how much, but it's going to cost us different things. It's going to cost us different things. I just want to look at a couple of them. The first one is it's going to cost us sometimes time. It's going to cost us time. Time out of our life. Time away from what I would rather be doing. I don't know of anybody. I'm sure there were people. Um, you know, back when I was in, the, you know, back when you were drafted, draft was a little different than volunteering. You know, volunteering is, well, I kind of choose to do this. You know, I, I want to do this. This is my choice. Drafting, there's no choice. You know, there's no choice. It's, it's doing something, you know, I would rather be somewhere else. I would rather, I would rather not be here. But it's a sacrifice because it's costing me my time. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter 
beginning at the 15th verse. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to be redeeming our time. We need to think about the wise use of time. And using time wisely. And so we have this certain amount of time. We've been given time. And everybody's got so much time. And what do we say? See, somebody says, hey, can you do this? We say, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I say we have time for whatever we choose to have time for. We've been given so much time. We need to redeem the time. We need to use our time wisely. And I believe sometimes that might mean using it wisely for somebody else and that becomes a sacrifice of my time. Sacrifice of my precious time. You know, and if I think if we're all honest and, you know, not everybody, but, you know, we probably squander enough time. Did you ever sit and think about the amount of time you squander and how you might be able to use that for good or do something different with it? Now, maybe somebody says, well, I don't squander any time. Well, that's good. But if sometimes if I look at my schedule and I look at what I've done and at the end of the day, I, I can find things that, you know, well, I could have done maybe this, you know, that I really wasn't doing anything with this amount of time here in this spot, that we need to redeem our time. We need to be willing to give of our time. We need to be use it, to use it wisely. In Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes, which is back right after Proverbs um, in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes talks about time. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a time for everything. I think one of the things for a Christian to find out is, Lord, what do you want me to do with my time? You know, and, and sometimes there's, there's not maybe a lot of time, but, you know, we have our work. And one of my theories is if you work, you ought to be there. You know, that's a unique thought today, folks. I just want you to know that's a unique thought, that if you get a job, you should end up being there. I tell people, if you, want to, if you want to work, it's not a big problem. All you have to do pretty much is show up and then do what they tell you. It's not really difficult, you know. And so we have a certain amount of time. We, we have certain slots and segments that are used specifically for, for, for certain things. But then we have some time where we can decide what we do with it. And there's a time for everything. There's a place for everything. We need to see what it is that God wants us to do. We need to be willing sometimes to sacrifice time to do his purpose. It says, you know, there's, we need a time for every purpose under heaven. If you think about your time and you think, well, God's got a purpose for my time. He's got a purpose for the time that he's given me. The time that's allotted to me. That he has a purpose for that. And it, I should be my desire to seek him and to be willing to use that time in any way that he sees fit. Sometimes that will feel like a sacrifice. Because you'll end up doing something maybe that you didn't exactly want to do. Or something maybe that's out of what you were thinking. And find out that God had a different purpose. And so he might ask us to sacrifice our time 
for a purpose or for somebody else. For somebody else. Another thing we might have to sacrifice is our finances. Our finances. In 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter. The 17th verse. It says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches. Isn't that interesting? Uncertain riches. You know, we can have riches, but it says they're uncertain. But in the living God, trust in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. God blesses us with with finances. He blesses us with with riches. And it it says here that He blesses us, and one of the main purposes is not for us to store them up to have them here, but to be willing to share, to be willing to share with those others around us. You'd be willing to share, to sacrifice, to sacrifice what God has given us. And sometimes that's, that's a sacrifice. Sometimes more than others. You know, the story in the Bible, the widow, what did she give? The Bible says she come up and she gave all that she had. It says the others, the rich people come up and they put in a lot more than her. But Jesus says, well, they gave out of their abundance. But she gave all that she had. You know, if you've got if you give if you got a million dollars and give a hundred, I don't know if that's a sacrifice. I don't I, you know I'm not to judge all that, but but I don't know that that's a sacrifice. But if you only got a hundred and give a hundred, I can tell you that's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. So see, sacrifice is giving of what God has blessed us with, and being willing to share that, and be willing to help those around us. I personally think one of the main reasons we're in trouble in our country right now is because God's people quit giving because it was taken out of our hands. And for many reasons, the government now is the one that gives. And we think the government's some big thing out here and they just give. It's their job to take care of the poor and give. Well, God's intention was what? God's intention was for his people to give and to sacrifice for those that have need. Now, here's what I think happened. This is my opinion. Here's what I think happened. We relegated that to the government or they took over. Whatever happened, we, it happened, okay? And Christians probably thought, well, I don't know if they thought this, but they probably thought, oh, good, the government can take care of all the poor people and we don't have to now. Did you ever think what happened? Who, who took care of the poor when there wasn't a government handing out money? How did they, you know, did they all show up? Once the government started handing out money, did they just show up? Weren't there poor people before that? How did they make it? I believe it's because God's people share. Once the government starts to do it, then God's people say, well, it's a government function. What happens? Personally, once the government does it, it won't turn out good. God's intention was for his people to do it. 
And once the government does it, we have a lot more corruption because I want to tell you something. If you get help from your neighbor, you're more accountable than you are getting help from a place called Washington. You know, if you if you if you if your neighbor needs help and you give them help, you look them in the eye and they look you in the eye and they say, can I have help? And you help them. There's an accountability there. But, you know, if the government gives it to you, what's the accountability? Well, you deserve it. Where's my check? Actually, I want more. There's, there's no accountability. It gets impersonal. It gets impersonal. It gets corrupted. It gets wrong. And, and at some point in time, it probably has to readjust. That's just my, my thinking. It has to readjust. You know? And then when it happens, when it readjusts, God's people will need to step up and say, oh, here, this was really our responsibility. You know, God's intent was for us to take care and to share what he's blessed us with. And so we find that, you know, sometimes being willing to share what you have, your finances, you know, being willing to give. And the last one I want to share is in John, the 15th chapter. In John, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. Jesus says, this is my commandment. He didn't say suggestion. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, see, we, you know, if he just said, if you love one another, that was one thing. But when he says, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. And then he says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And it says, love others as he loved us. And what did he do? He laid down his life for us. Laid down, he gave, he sacrificed. He sacrificed his life for us. He died on a cross for us. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, when we didn't deserve it, Christ died for us. Sacrificed. And he says, now, I want you to love one another like I loved you. That's the kind of love. Sacrificial, sacrificial love. And you know, the ultimate, the ultimate price is paying with your life. That's the ultimate, ultimate price, giving your life. But I believe there's other things that we can do along the lines of give our life and still be alive. We can give our life to others by putting others first, thinking about others, thinking about other people's needs. Instead of just thinking about, well, how's this going to affect me? What's in it for me? How's this going to make me feel? You know, I want to do this because I've decided this is what I want to do. You know, it, it starts out in families. It starts out in marriage relationships, you know. The Bible says that we need to put the other one first. You know, what would they like to do? What would they enjoy? How would this make their day better? And then we can think about other people and think about, well, how does this affect them? Instead of like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. You know, you can not like things. You can not like things. But I don't know that not liking something doesn't mean you shouldn't go ahead and do it anyway. You know, I think there's sometimes when you probably ought to do things you don't like. You know, it's not just about liking it, making me happy. But it's about sacrifice. It's about paying a price. 
in Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. The first two verses. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Now he's saying while we're alive, we need to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. How we live. How we live. We give ourselves to the Lord and we give ourselves to others. We present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, which is the expectation. That's what God expects of us. And to do this, it says in verse 2, it goes on to say, to do this, don't be conformed to this world because the world does not operate that way. The world around us does not operate as a sacrifice. The world around us says, get all you can, get everything that you, you want. It's all about you. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't be like the world. But be transformed. And to be transformed, you have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind. The only way you can renew your mind is we have to renew our mind with God's Word. And we have to see something that tells us the truth, something that tells us what is true and not what the world's saying. That we have to know what the Word of God says and we have to be trusting Him, transformed by the renewal of our mind, that we can prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so I think as we, as we think about veterans and what they've done and what they gave and the thousands of veterans who gave the ultimate price in their lives, gave their lives for us, what, is, what does it mean to us? What does it mean to us? What should it mean to us? You know, like, like the video says, it's, it's freedom, but it's got to be more than that. It's not free to do whatever I feel like. And maybe I think for a lot of people, that's about with the world. That's about what it is. It's free now to do whatever I want. But I believe for the Christian is, it's free to now do what God wants. And how am I a living sacrifice? How am I now a sacrifice to those around me? Willing to sacrifice. Willing to give. Not seeing what's in it for me. You know, there was a time and. And I, and I think there are still some, I don't know. I, I think there are some. But, you know, um, even even politicians, you know, we just went through this whole thing. But, you know, there was a time when the whole idea about being a politician, being elected to government office was to actually serve. Now, they'll all tell you that. But as I sit and watch them, you know, across the board, as I sit and watch them and see the fruit, you, know, you can stand up and tell me you want to serve. You know, they all, oh, yeah, they, you know, they want to serve. But if I watch the fruit, I don't think they want to serve. I think they're selfish. You know, there was a time when you served. You really went to serve the public. That was the idea. And over a period of time, you know, other things creep in and the world creeps in. The ungodliness creeps in. We get away from God's standards. And so the further you get away, it all becomes real selfish. And you, know, you can see what's going on, folks. It's just, 
It's just all around us, you know. It's, it's not about sacrifice. But a lot of it's about what am I going to get out of it? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? But for Christians, I believe we have to set a standard. We have to, we have to decide what it is God's called us to do. How are we supposed to be? And just because other people are living different, don't be conformed to the world. You know, I'm not saying it's not, but don't use that as your standard. Don't say, well, you know, because I think they have a lot of influence. And I think that people do pattern themselves a lot of times over what they see. You know, I, I don't think it's good, but that's what happens. And so, but for the Christian, we need to renew our minds so that we know what the will of God is and we do what he's called us to do. We become living sacrifices, living sacrifices alive to do his will, to do his will, to serve, to give, and to do it out of a right heart because he loved us, because he loved us and sacrificed for us. So that is what we do and the opportunity we have to sacrifice and give for others. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you'd encourage us, Lord, as we try to be faithful to you. Lord, help us to apply your word to our hearts, that we might renew our minds, or we're bombarded by so many things that aren't from you. So many things around us aren't from you. They're not good examples. Lord, help us to look to your word. Help us look to your word and to know what is true. And Lord, help us to be faithful to you, to do your will. Lord, to be willing to sacrifice, to be willing to sacrifice, to pay a price, to help and serve those around us. Lord, to serve you. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, help us to make a difference. To make a difference wherever we have influence. Lord, sometimes I think Christians think, well, we can't do anything. But Lord, help us to be faithful right where you put us. Lord, help us not to think past that, but to be faithful right where you put us, in our homes, at our jobs, wherever we are. Lord, help us to be a living sacrifice for you. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, I pray if anyone needs prayer this morning, you'd encourage them to come up and let Pam and Tom pray for them this morning. Lord, we just ask your blessing on us. Be with us now as we go forward to serve you. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. We do not tear down today. <laughs>